This is, uh, I got to say, I'm very impressed. So the, the idea is the token ID, okay, just to be clear on this, and everyone should check this out, by the way. This is spellsnft.com. I, um, typically, I like to stick to shilling my own projects or ones that make me money, but in this case, I really love this thing, so really check it out. By the way, welcome to the Caps 21 podcast. This is a bit of a stem winder one, less than an agenda. This is a podcast about art, culture, technology, on-chain, and right now we're talking about uniqueness. And uh, are you unique? Uh, if so, listen, listen on. And even if you're nervous, still listen on. So the idea of spells NFT is I can choose the letters. And my token is the, what makes it unique is the combination of the letters, the order of the letters and the colors. That's the, uniquely defines it. Exactly. And so if you take, you can take those things and create a token ID from them. Now, are you doing it, you know, directly by encoding those things as 32 bytes? Or are you sort of taking a hash and that hash is now 32 bytes or something like this? Uh, so you can't, you have to go both ways. You can't do the hash. What am I saying? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so like uh, what I'm doing is just like very simple bit packing. Um, so like if you think about like you have to, you have to basically think about this uh, UN32 as actually like a series of like binary numbers or whatever, you know, or bytes more accurately. And then once you break it down into those bytes, you now realize you have like up to 32 slots per byte for traits. Does that make sense? Right. So yeah. So I maybe I, I kind of get this, but maybe I can put it in reverse. So to 256 bits, right? If you think about that in math terms of like life, base 10, that's a number that is 70 digits long. So imagine a very long number. But another way to look at that is 256 bits, which is 256 ones or zeros. And another way to look at that is eight bits are in a byte. So you do the, do the math and that's actually 32 uh, bytes. And a byte is a fun thing to think about because a lot of letters are one byte. So uh, if you have an NFT, uh, not what we're talking about here, but you could imagine you could have an NFT, and if it's if it's thirty-two letters, it can be you know represented as one big number. And but anyway, you go, you go on. So you you, you use uh, you have thirty-two bytes, and each byte is a uh, and my and my and my NFT here can be thirty-two characters long. Is the idea? Uh, it's not. I think it's shorter than thirty-two characters. I I, I don't remember exactly because like I I like packed quite a bit of information. I. Uh, in that, like, it's not just the letters by themselves, right? It's also the, like, uh, I have to, like, reconstruct the, like, physical configuration of that, which basically means uh, storing the path, like, storing the origin and the path that they go through to select the letters. And then from there, you can reconstruct, like, the actual configuration of it, like, visually. Right. And so I have, uh, I, you, you, the 24 uh, letters is the max, so... Uh, you have eight uh, bytes in here that can tell you, you know, what the letters are doing, the colors, the path, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's in the, I think most of that kind of logic is in theme base if you're looking at the repo. See, this is fascinating though, right? Because another approach to this, the dumber approach, this is a very smart approach. The dumber approach would just be to have one, uh, to, 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 to just store the, um, to store the letters, to store to store what it is, and have a mapping of like one, two, three, four, five to the letters, and then store some kind of hash and check against the hash when someone was trying to mint something to see if it's unique. Now the downside to that 
is it's expensive and elegant, but it's also expensive. But you're on Polygon, so who cares? You know, like this is the approach you took is a very Ethereum esque approach to sort of like try to squeeze every last little thing out. You know? Yeah, because I, I like well, first off, my day job is like smart contract auditor. Second off, uh, I built it for Ethereum, and then like when I realized the gas prices were going to be insane, I was just like, okay, fuck, what can we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I, I love it. I love it. I really recommend people check it out. And, and, you know, this is like one of my favorite things when it comes to like, you know, computer science or whatever is just when you can look, take one thing and look at it a different way and it's something else. You know, if you look at your address one way, uh, it's just, uh, you know, letters with zero X at the front. It can also be an integer, same exact thing, or it can be seven colors, which was the, uh, the Dove me, me, me project. So, you know, in this case, a token ID can just be a unique identifier or it can actually contain all of the information uh, in the token. So, you know, imagine how cool that is, right? Like, what if you only had to store an ID? And this is a, a very powerful notion in Ethereum because it costs the same to store the number 10 as it costs to store the number 10 billion as it costs to store the same trillion, trillion. All these costs the same, which is sort of a weird thing. So we're wasting a lot of space uh, out there. What it's else? Funny, what do we got? Go ahead. It's funny you mentioned the hash or like the um, like the more simple approach, um, because I was a fa- like I was fascinated by like Robot Nine Thousand early on. If you're unfamiliar, it's like a four chan board that like you can only post unique messages. So like you can't post copy pasta basically, but you can like post copy pasta plus a period if you wanted to be like pedantic about it. Um, and I did a project uh, where I did do like basically a hashing of the text and the border color and style. So you could essentially not have the same combination twice of words and borders. And that was just hashed into um, an ID that was the document and then sorting by time creation. So you could have both. Obviously, like the idea is that if it is settable, maybe that is a good approach. Um, but some people you like to use the idea as like a serial, so it's like zero or one, um, or like I guess that's a different sort of opinion too. Yeah, I mean, I love that because that can you can't say the same thing twice, right? That's a pretty interesting deeply philosophical question like what does it mean to say the same thing you know twice because uh you can you know there are um homonyms right where where it's the same letters but it means something different sometimes there are puns one of my favorite puns and i think uh Pib will appreciate this as a uh, someone who lives across the pond is the pun uh british left waffles on the falkland islands Right. So it's like, you know, the British uh, liberals are, are going back and forth on what to do with the Falkland Islands. But it was also, also they left their waffles there anyway. So are those, uh, you know, different things to say? Now, you could say for the purpose of computers, it is the same uh, letters. But uh, a letter is also ambiguous because in the beginning they had, you know, one byte per letter. And that was just like letters were very simple. But now with Unicode, what constitutes a letter is basically always changing because the box can just keep getting you know, bigger. So, uh, you know, uh, not only can it keep getting bigger, it can be, you know, you could combine two emoji that are rendered the same, and those are different across, you know, platform and different support. And then even beyond that, uh, there's my favorite thing, which is the Cyrillic yay, which is a, uh, an N basically, but it doesn't look like an N. And so uh, is that 
uh, a different thing. You can use, you know, code. You can use something that looks just like an N. That is, that there is the um, uh, uh, there is the math space, which is not a space, but it's math space. There's the two um, em space. So uh, it's a pretty interesting philosophical question what it means to say, you know, the same thing uh, twice. Now, what we do know is it's impossible to hear the same twice because you are going to be different the second time you hear it anyway. So if there's a message board that won't let you hear the same thing twice, that's called every message board. So you don't have to worry about that too much. Biv, what's good? Where's Dove anyway? Yeah, where's Dove? Uh, it's fine. He sent a message that said something about central time. Very cryptic, <laughs> very cryptic. Eastern time is the best. Central European, Central Daylight Savings is me over to and so it'll be fine. People like saying EST, so you'll get your wish. What else is going on? Uh, what else is going on out there? Let me make uh, make Ben. So, actually, could I bring up something else? There sure. was a, potentially an idea of like proof of exclusion versus proof of inclusion, and how that might be related to uniqueness of, or if something is already. This is a topic that's been discussed in some of the other spaces that I've been in, um, and it's around like domain registration. But so a proof of exclusion would be useful for querying to see if it's like registered already. And from my understanding, the way so this is my rudimentary understanding of the way you figure it out is if you could do this in, with sort of like zero knowledge of anything else except like the two things that are supposed to be next to it. If you see those things don't have anything, if you could look at the chain and see those things have nothing between them, you know it doesn't, it's not registered, it doesn't exist yet. Hmm. Maybe that's a potential avenue for um, an optimal like combination of like IDs and proof of exclusion. So you could... Oh. Um... I guess the ID thing is just solved by necess or implicitly, but you could. Uh, I think that so I don't quite understand. So you, looking at ENS, for example, if I want to register, you know, um, TomLayman.eth, which I have actually, but suppose Tom.eth, which I don't have, how do I know that uh, I can't get Tom.eth? So there's some mechanism that would take both of those hashes and then. They like would be on a number line essentially, and then there's like essentially an unknown number of in betweens, but it knows that something it goes after this other thing, so it looks linked to that other thing, which is not your thing, and you know that these two things, if they exist, should be pointing to this thing that you have or want to register. Does that mm. make sense? Uh, maybe, but I don't quite, I thought, but isn't practice the way that works? Is there just some kind of like hash thing that you like look up? See, this is where my like naivety of the under, understanding how it works is not great, but like, essentially it's like, there's some linkage that shows that these things necessarily have to be next to each other. Interesting. 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 Yeah. I mean... You know, there is a, um, well, on the randomness side, if you're interested in randomness and solidity stuff, 
I would uh, take a look at this library out there that's been really heating up and just drop something on the randomness uh, uh, side of things called um, Solady, uh, S-O-L-A-D-Y, which I guess is a Milady reference, which I don't know the whole Milady thing or want to get into any of that kind of stuff, but that's what it is. And uh, it's written by a very brilliant developer, uh, Optimizor, which is a funny name who is one of the main developers behind ERC-721A. And this is his kind of like, you know, side project thing of like cool snippets. And so he has some uh, some great uh, stuff in here in terms of just being able to get a random number. So one thing you might ask yourself is how do you get a random number? Well, one thing you can do is take anything and feed it into hash, kick yak hashing thing. And that's basically as random as you can get. So you can turn anything into a 256-bit random number, right, with this uh, hashing approach. And that's like the hallmark of a good hash. It's kind of the definition of a good hash because if it weren't random, you'd be able to, you know, have some ability probabilistically to reconstruct what went into the hash, which is like the main thing you want to avoid when it comes to hashes or one of the main things, whatever. But suppose you want a random number from 0 to 100, right? You have a random number from 0 to 10 to the 80th, how do you then get a random number from zero to a hundred? Does anyone know the answer to this? Well, there are two answers. One is what I thought was right until about 10 minutes ago. And now the other one is what I now think is right. Kind of, I basically get it. The answer is you go to the Google random number generator. No, I mean on chain. Come on, we're blocking <laughs> people. We love the chain. It's crypto, NFTs, the future of money. Come on. Okay, so presumably it's modulo, and then you're going to follow that up with telling everyone about modulo bias? It is modulo, but what I would like to tell you is there's something called mod- – how did you know about modulo bias? Because I'm a smart contract operator. <laughs> so then why does every single person – all right, Dub, I'm making you a dub, a dub host right now. I gave you the dub host invite. All right, he's the dub host. So uh, – let me ask you this question then. You see this the modulo thing everywhere. Why? Are people just idiots? Uh, most of the time, like the numbers that you're generating are so large compared to the buckets that you're putting in them that like modulo bias doesn't really come into like practical effect. So real quickly, what modulo is uh, when it comes to this kind of thing is uh, basically if you want the number of um, – uh, a random number from zero to hundred and you have some enormous number, you do modulo a hundred and that essentially just cuts off the last two digits on the right side. And that's your number. So the last two digits are four five, like 2,500, you know, 80 digits and then four five modulo a hundred just cuts you off the four five. And that's your, you know, quote unquote random uh, number. And this is like a little cottage industry in blockchain development is just doing this. And what seems to be the, and, and but it's biased for some reason, maybe you can explain, but the idea is, Thank God, if you're picking, you know, really any number, you know, that's realistic, even 10,000, even 10 million, right? You're, you're, you're going off of a 256-bit number, which is absolutely enormous. So probably it's fine. Um, but yeah, why, 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 why is it? Yeah, we got a special guest here today, smart contract auditor and uh, NFT developer, uh, Outer Pockets. And um, so yeah, Outer Pockets, what, 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 what is it and why is it not such a big deal in practice? Okay, uh, give me a second to gather my thoughts. I'm trying to like, come up with like a non-technical explanation. Uh, let's see. 
Well, if you need okay. a second, it would take me about 10 hours. So you, you, you can have a second. Okay, so let's say you're, you're generating a number, like let's say your random number generator doesn't generate uh, like a huge number. It only generates numbers like zero to 15, right? And you, yep. need to, and you need to put those into 10 traits, right? Like you have 10 traits that need to be, like you have to boil this random number and it has to come out as one of these 10 traits, okay? So if you, if you think that through, you know, logically you'd map zero to 10, from the random number to the your traits, right? So there'd be a trait zero, a trait one, and if the random number generator puts out trait zero, trait one, no problem. But now the, the random number, now the random number generator puts out uh, eleven, right? There's not a trait to map it to. So what do we do? We do modulo. We knock off that the, the first part of that number, right? Now we have one, 11 modulo ten is one. Okay, and so now we have now we can now we don't have a, we don't have a problem on its on its face, right? Like all of the random numbers can be mapped to one of those 10 traits. However, if the random numbers are like generated uniformly, meaning that like any one of those numbers zero to 15 can come out with the same chance as any of the other numbers, then that means that you're going to end up with uh, like some of like some of those buckets filled up twice and some of them filled up once, so to speak, right? Because 11 goes to one, 12 goes to two, uh, 13 goes to three, 14 goes to four, 4, 15 goes to 5, so now what, what does, uh, so now we've hit 5 twice, we've hit 1 twice, we've hit 2 twice, whatever, but now 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, they're only going to be hit once comparatively, right? So now we have a biased trait, now we have biased traits, meaning that like the first 5 traits are going to appear with a, like, twice the frequency of the last 5 traits. Is that a... That's an amazing explanation. Yeah, so you're counting up, you're saying, okay, 0 is 0, 1 is 1. 9 is 9, 10 is 0 back there, 11 is 1. You're going wrapping around, and that makes a lot of sense until you realize uh, now you can't actually get to uh, 6 twice, but you can get to 5 twice. So, yeah, so it's really kind of a, uh, you know, you've got to, it seems like the way you described it, right, you have to have the number of traits has to kind of cut into the most significant bit, so to speak, the most significant digit. Like, you've got to have uh, the number of traits, like the most, you know, 15 is like the biggest one is the tens place. And so your traits also have to like get into the, I don't know, maybe that's not the right way to whatever. So this makes a lot of sense, but it also really seems like how could this on earth ever be a problem in reality? Well, I'll tell you how it'd be a problem. Um, In the case of like spells, right? I generate the random grid. It's like 64 uh, characters, but it's like built up from basically, uh, two bytes 32s, right? So like each of those characters on screen is a byte. So like if I just ran, I just grab like a random uh, 32 byte value, you know, like the block hash or whatever. But that means that like the randomness that I'm pulling for each of the individual letters is actually significantly smaller, right? It's, it's only, uh, I mean, it depends on how many, how many bits you're using, but like, let's say you have, you know, seven traits, and uh, three bits to work with of randomness. Now, now you're in trouble. So when you're doing like this kind of bit packing stuff, uh, it can it can end up getting get, module bias can actually end up getting you into trouble. I mean, like relatively, it's NFTs or whatever. Um, no big trouble, big trouble. <laughs> big trouble. Sorry, sorry. You have trouble. to be, you know. This is my life. Uh, where is my life? So yeah, I think one one example of this actually, now that I think about it, might be nouns. I think the way nouns does it 
is they uh, and they do the sort of greater than greater than thing like bit shifting or whatever, which is like another way to do this type of thing and whatever moving things around. But I believe they take one number and they uh, determine a bunch of different traits like the glasses or, you know, all the noun stuff that iconic nouns means. They do that from one 250, you in 256 and they do it by like saying, okay, the ones on the farthest left determine the things and then cut those off. And the other ones and cut, 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 cut. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. And so the nouns are what the huge bug. They have a $40 million treasury. What's going to happen? Ah, again, right there. It's not about the, it's not about the art. It's about the, the token, but yeah. Okay. So that's really interesting. So yeah, I, I, then I don't know if you've seen this lady thing. It's pretty cool. Like I, I, it, um, you know, basically, um, you know, has like a assemblyed out, like super optimized, you know, version of this and, um, you know, claims to kind of like get you around this and would be the better thing I think to do if you have to, um, you know, determine multiple random numbers from the same, because the funny thing is if you're doing the bid packing it like feels smart to like just kind of keep doing that and chopping things off but it's actually uh not smart what you should do is just uh keep rehashing the number essentially right and then and then um getting you know new a full gulp of fake randomness uh in the form of a new number that you can then mess with but anyway another thing in this library that is really cool is it has a um you know an in place in memory fisher yates shuffle thing that I was actually, and this was based on uh, the dude's tweet about it, but I got it to work where uh, if you want to have a, a random collection with random IDs uh, and it's small enough, you can actually take a list of IDs, an array of IDs, zero to like 5,000. And then within token URI, you can shuffle that list and map an, a, a, a given token to a random index uh, in that list without actually storing uh, anything else, which is like a very cool, uh, another, you know, kind of way to to look at the um anyway a lot a lot going on here dove what is up hello man hello, hello. central time what's the deal yeah i'm uh i'm staying with family in texas right now i uh i moved to brooklyn in like four days so that's pretty exciting but no i was just out uh i was having a, having a bite of lunch drinking some glasses of wine uh i was hanging out hanging out with fam Brooklyn, it's soon. You know, I'm going to come to New York, Dove, and then you're going to have some tough choices to make. <laughs> but don't worry, I don't live there. Okay, so it's not going to be that often. No, 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 I don't think that's a tough choice at all. I'm super excited to move. Um, there's so many people that I see posting on Twitter every day, like, yo, what's up? I'm in NYC today. Like, who wants to hang out? Every day, I'm like, oh, like, I will, I will be. <laughs> in a week, I'll be able to respond to this tweet. Just respond now. No, everyone's a flake there anyway. You know, nine times out of ten, it's not going to happen. So, no. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's do it right now. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting pizza. You know, New York having an iconically great <laughs> yeah, pizza. Exactly. That's what people are always saying. Oh, I can't make it. I'm getting pizza. But, yeah, people are people are flakes there. But I, I would definitely, um, even though I hate it there uh, and I like being old, sort of, it'd be cool to be young and live there. So you're in good shape. Am I the oldest person here, 38? So, so yeah, so Dove, just to catch you up, we got Outer Pockets in the game, uh, showing us a very cool NFT project and dropping a lot of knowledge. Uh, Soupy was in the game. Uh, obviously, Yolk in the game. A lot of other, you know, not, not a ton. We got we had Ashen, Ashen with a funny comment in the game. How can we catch Dove? Uh, Cryptofur kicked things off. 
So then how would you do that out of pockets? How would you answer CryptoFird's question? You know, uh, launching a Moonbirds derivative project with all the Moonbird traits and some randomness and chaos, which is fun, but not uh, being able to actually mint one of the classic Moonbirds, having it so all the mints are new, cool, chaotic uh, Moonbirds that are unique. Uh, I mean, I'd have to look at the Moonbirds contract. Um, but did, did they do something like the uh, embedding the traits in the token ID? Because then it'd be real simple. I don't, they don't put it in the token ID, but just suppose you have, um, yeah, suppose they do. Suppose they do. Suppose you, suppose you make a, a Moonbird helper contract <laughs> that re-implements the entire thing, but does the, uh, uh, does the traits in the, in the token ID. Um, how would you do it? Oh, then it's super simple. You just check if that ID exists on the Moonbirds contract, and if it doesn't, then you let them in. Right. So you would need the, the you would need the 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 algorithm for converting a list of traits into a single ID. Well, I uh, yeah yeah yeah, and like like if so if they, if it was already embedded in the ID, then you wouldn't need the algorithm. You literally just check if the ID exists. But if you don't have that, then you have you have to yeah have, find some way to turn the traits that you can get from the uh, from the on-chain contract. The problem is like I'm not sure a lot, a lot of these projects don't have like the traits like really like accessible in an on-chain way. So like it really depends on the the contract. Yeah, for, I, I don't think I think Moonbirds is one of those that isn't good in this regard. But I, I I'm even converting it into the question of like even if you had that, or even if you could reproduce it, you know you still kind of need a um, you still kind of need a uh, yeah a way of you know, kind of doing this sort of, you know, encoding or a way to like put all of the possible Moonbirds in order and have, so anyway, we're working on a CryptoFerd. We are working on it. What else? What else is, um, what else is going on? Um, I appreciate it. I'll go for it. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, I appreciate it. Um, but I'm actually going to have to head out because I got about to pull into my driveway here and, you know, family time and all that. Well, I hope that you won't, you know, because you don't have your answer yet. So don't let it, you know, you have to just put on a good face for your family. Okay. <laughs> they didn't ask. It was, yeah. I don't think, my, I don't think my six year old can wrap his head around that concept quite yet, but. This, this is the, uh, yeah, this is part of the challenge. You know, you just got to put on a, okay. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Thank you for, uh, uh, thank you for kicking this off and, and, and enjoy your time. Hey, no problem, man. Have a good one. You too. Um, I posted a. uh, I posted today's daily. Today's the first daily that I've posted where all day, I've garnered zero likes, zero retweets. (laughs) This is the twenty seventh one, and it's the least engaged. Um, Let me look at it. I haven't even seen it to be honest. It's very different, but I think it's too dark. I think people just see a black square and then they scroll past. Are you literally um, posting genius.com screenshots here, bro? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's wow. a good screenshot. Wow. Except it's not annotated, but it's a good screenshot. Yeah, a lot of the annotations are reaches anyway. Yeah, this is like a very confusing one. It's basically just like a rust. Here, you should pin it, dude. I never pin enough. Although it's, well, you know, it's an audio medium, so... Maybe yeah, go that. go look at that tweet. Go go in a dark room, turn the brightness on your phone up. Go look at that. It's a six second looping uh, video. 
which is unique for the uh, the series. It's good. I, I think I think I am going too dark. I think I do need to 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 cool it on turning the brightness down on these. I think I, it's it's a little bit unpalatable for people. But yeah, people need that corporate uh, Memphis stuff. You know, that's why corporate Memphis exists. Imagine this on Dropbox's website. I know, but it's not meant for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> No, I mean, whoa, I don't know. Whoa. So, no, this is good because this, this, this is a thing that I want to talk about, which is that being an artist in today's like social media era is kind of weird because you're really like disincentivized from doing anything that's moody or subtle in any way. Because the only way to get engagement and therefore popularity on social media is to make something that's like eye-catching something that is like quote unquote cool when people scroll past it. So, you know, in a museum, in a gallery, people spend at least 10 seconds in front of your thing, right? They walk from painting to painting. They look at it for maybe five, 10 seconds. And then they go, I don't like this one. They move to something else on social media. You are lucky to get more than half of a second. Jesus, dude, you're, you're depressing time. me with all this stuff. I, I don't like to think about this. No, 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 no. It's it's good to think about because it's it's interesting. It's interesting to think about, um, you know, you know how it's different today as an artist than it was 10, 20, 30 years ago, a hundred years ago. Um, so for me, who who really likes being subtle, and I really like doing things that are kind of like dark and take a little bit of introspection and take a little bit of time to really like let it soak in uh it's an interesting little battle that i have to face on social media how do i write a caption that's good enough to make someone spend the five seconds to look at what i'm doing in this case it's a six second loop so then i i have to um i have to make a sales pitch that's good enough to warrant at least six hopefully 12 seconds of your time right and that's an interesting battle and i think today I lost that battle. And that's why this post got zero likes and zero retweets. I, I don't see it as like discouraging. I, I know that people like what I do. Um, it's just understanding the uh, the medium and like what we're doing here, which I think is, is what Capsule 21 is all about is kind of like understanding, you know, how art is viewed almost. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's like, this... go ahead. No, I just wanted to say that last week I made... I made a list for uh, Capsule 21 things because I saw that I missed things because of Twitter's uh, algorithm. But somehow I missed this one. So <laughs> I made this list not to miss, to, not to miss this kind of uh, tweets. Yeah, maybe I got to yeah. turn notifications on. In a, in a, in a better life, uh, on a timeline where I'm smarter, I put all of my dailies into one thread. Uh, but I didn't start doing it that way. And so they're all like loose, which is fine. I'm going to mint them all and, and do something, uh, I think, interesting with them at the end of the month here. But this is a busy end of the month, so hopefully I can uh, figure something out. But it'll it'll be good. I want to distribute more art for, for less money. So I think that I'm going to put these all on auction for uh, 0.01 ETH just oh to get God, them. Here we out. go. Tezos. It's it's coming. Tezos. <laughs> no, this no, is I'll, how it begins. I will never mint on Tezos. Yeah, That's, I was uh, thinking, fact. you know, more economical and also uh, 
brainwashed and also totally brainwashed. So uh, no, no, no shade to Tezos, Tezos, um, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, Art Chain. <laughs> Is that why it's called Tezos? <laughs> no, I, I just made that up. Bezos, Tezos. Yeah, it sounds I amazing. Felt- so. By the way, point one ain't so cheap anymore. No, yeah, we had a nice pump. I sold, um, I sold a little bit of ETH on this. I don't know if that was the right decision. I, I sold it at like fourteen eighty, and then it went up a hundred dollars more. But I don't know. I'm very risk averse right now. But I, I think, yeah, with this art, um, it's not. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm trying to get distribution up. This is a little behind the scenes. I want to. I want to distribute more. Right now, I have a total of I think seven one of one collectors, and I would like to pump that number a little bit. Um, so I think the best way to do that is to release the series of thirty one at kind of a a lower rate, just to just to just to spread the love and get it out there. Yeah, great. I spent an ETH, and uh, someone's going to spend point oh good. Yeah, yeah. Great. Now, so if you remember, there's a guy. His name is Poseidon. Uh, I think it's like Poseidon Dow. They like collect art. They like store it in a vault. That's their whole thing. Mm. Um, they have like a lot of ETH, and they bought this artist's work for. Uh, I'm going to make up numbers. It was like ten ETH. They bought an artist's art for ten ETH, and then the artist minted something and put it the auction reserve at three ETH and it sold for like around there, like around three ETH. Poseidon came on Twitter and was like, I will never ever buy this artist's art again. They (laughs) devalued my work. They ruined it. And uh, they never, they never caught the end of that. People still comment on all of their tweets and, and make fun of them and bully them for that take. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's right or wrong but yeah no but i yeah. think the distribution is good i think getting more people interested in the one-of-one stuff is really my main goal so i'm just trying to maximize that what about youngs dude did you abandon youngs did you rug youngs oh yeah that was a funny someone um someone left a reply to a tweet that was like hey i'm a little disappointed in those capsule 21 guys they they did Yunks and they didn't sell out. And then they released another project afterwards. By the They're way, very... your Yunks tweet was right next to your Mesh tweet or whatever. And uh, boom, a lot more engagement on that puppy. So people like the bright colors. Yeah, yeah. People, whatever. I tweet about Yunks all the time. I talk about them in all in spaces, whatever. Anyway, we had our first hater today. That was funny. But no, Yunks are still good. It's still my pin tweet. I still think it's the best thing uh that i've minted i think it probably is the best thing i've minted moonlight is pretty good but young's feels more like grounded i don't know something about it is very very good i really really like those yeah i want to do a calculation of how many colors are in young's which is going to be hard of course with the non-standard uh diffusion noise representation everything but still Mm, could be good mm. we got show and bones here we got dabao last week i uh insensitively uh, cut off Daobao in uh, in a way. So I want to make sure that I give him his flowers uh, right now and um, invite him to speak whenever he wants, if he wants. But Daobao, great, great, great writer and, um, you know, participant in, in the Capital 21 Discord, showing bones, Sean Bonner. I took a photo of him once and also hung out with him. I was greatly inspired by him. So shouts to those two. Uh, 
gentle people. So yeah, so the question is, if you release something and it doesn't mint out, you know, is that a rug? Or if it mints out, does that make it a, you know, if you, if you do things, if people are relying on you to do a thing to make it mint out, does that run into problems with the SEC? So should people be thanking you, Doug? Doug? Yeah, well, this is the thing is that before, and, and I understand that not everyone would have seen it. And I, you can't see every tweet that comes on the feed. But before I, we minted Yonks, I very explicitly said, um, you know, this is this is what it is. We're going to release it and there's not going to be utility. And after I'm done doing this, like I'm going to keep doing more art because that's what artists do is they <laughs> like continue uh, working and doing stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you want me to do? Become the Yonks guy? Become like 24-7 shilling the one thing like i don't know it was, it was it was and is very good and now i continue working on stuff that is very good and it all ties together i think people don't realize that um if you want an artist's pa- like if you as a collector or as an investor want an artist's past work to do well if that's your prerogative if the reason that you bought something from an artist is because you thought it would go in value up in value the best thing that you can do is just continue supporting that artist doing whatever they're doing. Right. Cause art is not about the specific art project, art series, art work. Art is about the artist name. So the more that dovetail as a concept <laughs> dovetail as a name, whatever, um, you know, however well I'm doing will dictate how well, the previous work does it's kind of messy to talk about yourself in that way um because i i don't like i it is weird to me that people are like speculating on art that i've made but um i understand that that's how it works um and to someone like nft avenue who uh who wrote that tweet you know i would just say hey i'm still doing good stuff I'm still doing cool stuff. But how do we mint it out? Because I wouldn't mind seeing it mint out either. <laughs> yeah, you put, you put I can say I can say anything right? in the world, and the question is always, okay, but how do we mint it out? <laughs> okay, okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, art, art stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Idealistic, whatever. <laughs> I think you did a good yeah. post today. So really, I have no, I have no complaints. Um, you know, I hope that. Um, but in, uh, in a way, in a way, a minted out project is maybe more debt than one that's still minting. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you because can. What? You're welcome. You should write back and say you're welcome. Now you can be on the experiencing it. No, but if something keeps keeps minting slowly, like the punk pixels do, I think that's maybe the most constant one we have because it's also the cheapest. But it's quite nice that it keeps on very gently minting. Yeah, but you don't really see it, though. Like, it's supposed to be the Punk Pixels, for those who don't know, which you should pick up some. They're still cheap. As ETH goes up, they remain cheap. It would be nice to have, like, a U.S. That's another mint we should do, by the way, is a USDC price, okay? We just say, listen, we are going legit. Anyway, Punk Pixels, it's 200, you know, or 2 million pixels that are in the CryptoPunks. Uh, that is a chaotic mint, which is a um, yeah. pretty interesting uh, thing. And... Um, there are only about 4,000 minted, though, so you don't get the full sense of the chaos. Like, part of the fun was this is going to be more pixels than any other thing except CryptoKitties. So, you know, it, you lose something. It's very potential. 
Well, I think this is really the fun thing about me, me, me too. Me, me, me is fun because it'll, it'll never be done. There's a, there's no end to it and it's always going to be chaotic. Um, and sort of like punk pixels. It's like, there's so many that it's not even worth selling. Me, me, me is like taking that to a, a whole nother extent of like, there is a near infinite amount of them. And also you can't sell them, <laughs> but you wouldn't want to, if you could, um, but I, I think Mimi Me has been my most successful thing that I've ever done. Even though Cyberfunk sold out, Mimi Me has the continued interest where I talk about it all the time. Uh, people tweet about it constantly, and there's like a constant trickle of like new wallets. Um, and so that's, it doesn't, you know, it's not well defined by the typical trappings of like what a successful um, art project looks like. But I think that it has been very successful in a weird way and in a way that I'm proud of because I, I think it's still very unique. I think very, well, I haven't seen anyone else do anything like it. And I think that that's, that's fun. Zorbs. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yes. No, yeah. 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 Uh... Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Zora. I got the Zorbs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They got the Zorbs. But we the, love um, Zorbs. um and Zorbs also took from Mamo Me because I think it was an open and pre-open edition time gap time limited thing. So, um, and they did some good volume, but you know, whatever. It's different, different, uh, different era. I put that in, you know, NFT prehistory, you know, era. Not prehistory, yeah. but NFT history yeah. era, where back then you could do anything that was going to succeed. You know, that was when people were really yeah. minting stuff. So we are the courageous ones who have come, you know, who've come up when it's in, you know the builders and the bear market and all that kind of thing. So. I'm happy to uh, to not have anything mint because that means I'm a builder. So you're welcome. <laughs> right. Everyone. If you're unsuccessful and you keep going, that means that you are a capital B builder. Yonks is a rug until I get four, seven, three, six, Sean Bowen says, which I think is a reference to a punk of his. If I were to guess, let me go yeah, look. Yeah, I think it's the eye patch guy, the same as his obit that he's rocking currently, I believe. Well, he's not walking anything currently. Let me look, and it is. I always go to rare. Up oh, there, it is the frown. Why the frown, my dude? <laughs> Positivity. Look at the heart. Look at the heart in my um, the fake heart. Let me try a different one here. Let me try uh, the cry one. That could be good too. I think the the fake heart though, I think is um you know, try which one. There should be a generator for this. Um <laughs> yeah, the, the crying face would be a funny one to shop to shop in. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't know how Mike so for those who don't know, there's this meme of it's it's a troll meme fundamentally of uh putting the hands up thing on because it stays up, of putting the hands up thing on the image itself. So that it always looks like your hand is up. I don't know how I did it because it goes out of the uh, it goes out of the circle of the frame. So how the f did he do that? Smart it's guy. It's just cheating. Mike. The circle is just closer in on Mike's. Oh, so he cheats it a little bit. Smart. Oh yeah, of course, of course, you have to. So maybe I should have cheated the heart. <laughs> what was I <laughs> doing with the heart? No. Off. So your heart is also a really weird shade of red. It's like salmon. Yeah, dude, old pink. You can change the color of the heart. Didn't you remember when um, Klein told us that? Oh, I, I, I've never seen anyone use brown. This is not brown. <laughs> this is old pink. 
which like is dusty uh, rose which is a uh, i don't know how you change it actually i can't actually do it right now it's like i gotta be fast or something i don't know it's weird but yeah I, i'd recommend everyone choose old pink I, I find it to be a very elegant uh color but there's a lot of good colors out there Boy, I want to thank everyone, by the way, who liked, I, I complained about not getting engagement and then people engaged and I appreciate that. That makes me feel loved. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. People just need to be reminded. Like everyone's just looking for meaning, dude. Like people are not like out there, like oh, I have my plan, my engagement plan lined up. Some people are maybe the best of us, but most people are now to engage with the, but the problem is if it's the same people, it doesn't count for anything anyway. So really how do we expand? We've got to get out of this echo chamber. We have to end this space, right? Is this an echo chamber? Yeah, we get the same people in here most of the time. I'm, I'm okay saying it's an echo chamber. I also don't have an issue with echo chamber. I think echo chambers are good. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. How do, we, how do we break the shell? How do we do it? That's we why got I Chad got out there. That, that, that person seems to be helping us. Thanks, Chad, as... Uh, Chad has the uh, de- undead one, which is not uh, oh, yeah, typically genuine undeads. Genuine undeads, not typically in our meme sphere. Uh, so I support that. Art. It's weird. Genuine. It's weird how there's like pockets of like. It's not like there's individual NFT communities, but the, it's like there's pockets of, um, you know, specific types of people collect five different things, and then if you, if you're not in that sphere of like a couple different projects, you know what I'm trying to say. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's like how many, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars do you have to spend? You know, so you got to pick your pick your battles. So Chad's NFT profile picture, Chad bought it for 0.28. And now it has the highest offer is 1.37. So, you know, I I don't want to say, hey, you're like your name or whatever, but good, good job. But yeah, how many things can you be interested in? You know, for me, it was funks for a while. Now I have all these funks trying to unload them. I can't. Oof, it's a lot. I can't either. I just listed my hoodie for 5.5. So if you're interested in buying a VR hoodie for 5.5, it's up. It's available. I am scared, and I'm running away from this market, (laughs) and I want to be all USDC. (laughs) And so that's where I'm at. I'm just buying... I'm buying cheap art from my friends and uh, not else. Yeah, me too. I, but I sold earlier than you did. All right, Ashton Kusher with the punk pixels. Or Are those punk pixels? I don't know. Something that looks like there are two pixels in that. But I'm down. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Chad waving. Uh, Chad apparently is leaving. We have alienated Chad. And um, Ashton Kusher wants to talk. And... Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's fine to be in an echo chamber. I mean, I, 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 what is our new project? You know, like this is a question. Like default punks is out. You know, how well, it I just finish- depends. Um, I, I mean, I did Moon Lake, okay, and then I did what I'm doing now, which will be released in a couple days here, four or five days, um, and those will not be for sale on Capsule Twenty One because we don't have an auction platform. But as a Capsule 21 artist releasing art, those are new Capsule 21 projects. Or aren't they? Big question. Yeah, that's a good question. Wow, now we're getting deep into it. I'm very thankful that there's only a few people in this room because, like, I don't know, what are we doing? No, I, I know exactly what we're doing. 
so yeah, so I think this gets to a very important point of like, should we update the website? You know, because right now a lot of people says it doesn't it doesn't work anyway for the mint. But like, could we add an auction? <laughs> yeah, Mimi is broken on mobile. Complete. You can't even see anything. Which is oh, Mimi, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let's be honest. Mimi, me is like a art house. Thing. I mean, it's, let me. It, ideally, it would all work. It's so hard. I don't know if anyone out there is a programmer. Uh, famously, Outer Pockets made that site, but it's really, really hard to program and keep it working over time. One of the great things about the blockchain is it like stays working, which is sort of amazing, but your website. So I built the current Capsule 21 website in a technology that I love, but is very not correct, which is called Ruby on Rails, whatever. And it's not designed for this. The correct thing to use is called Next.js. These are just like memes that are in the air. There's no right answer in theory, but there's right answer in practice. And so what that means as an example is anytime I make a change, the Cal's 21 website, it takes about 10 minutes to go into effect, which is like the number one worst thing as a programmer. Like the most important thing when you're programming is speed of iteration because there's no way to get anything right. So you just try, 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 try. And so 10 minutes to deploy a site when there's a bug, it's a nightmare. So I really, if I'm going to do any updates to Capsule 21, any new features, I'm going to have to do what's called the dreaded rewrite, which is basically where you port over the functionality to a new technology stack and you think, ah, it won't be so bad, and it's always terrible. And so that's kind of got me uh, stuck. But yeah, why not have a uh, an auction, you know, component? You know, it's like uh, you're 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 auctioning. It doesn't have to just be straight down the middle. You know, how many do you want to mint and mint it? Or it could be that. I mean, yeah, me 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 is an example of of a is is an example of a new type of thing. But then like it doesn't work because making it continue to work. I'm lost. Pib, what do you think? Should we change the website? No silence. One thing Jason Klein said to me in a space today is there can never be any dead air in a space. He said Twitter doesn't like it, and I'm taking him. And he was really aggressive about it with Piv, basically. He was like, Piv like, took one second to begin to speak, and Jason just took it a totally different uh, direction. And came back to Piv, to be fair. But he was uh, very aggressive on that. So now I'm going to you know, ape uh, him and not allow any silence at all. But so I think auction- we should, we should uh, indeed start to think about changing the website. Yes. You know, one thing we've wanted to do, which I still really want to do, which Daobao, we've talked about a little bit. Daobao, did Daobao leave? <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's like three in the morning for him. No, but I was trying, I hope I didn't, uh, you know, because last I, I wanted to let him speak if he wanted to speak, but he didn't raise his hand or something. Whatever. So, um, I did my best, but Dabao, if you're listening to this, we got to hang out. I know the time zone thing doesn't work, but one thing we've been talking about with Dabao is like, can you have a, an annotation component to Capsule 21 uh, or an annotation component just generally where you can do the talking about art thing that we love to do? That's an idea. I still love that idea. I'm just, A, the technology of like building it and also like if people want to write and have that be minted as an NFT. Like I personally have become so nervous about everything. So that's one thing. There's the there's the auction thing. There's the painting idea. Remember that came up just today. The painting idea. The paint. could... Oh yeah, that's. A, I don't know if that's. I feel like that would require more money than I have, or than any of us have. But I think that's a cool idea. Um, more money. Yeah, I don't know how you do something. I had the idea that. Um, kind of related to the Joseph Albers thing that we could 
take paint and not manufacture paint because that's really hard, but basically take a pre-existing paint uh, company wholesale and then rebrand it and name it after uh, punk colors. So I could sell you a physical tube of paint that said Capsule 21's Wild Blonde, and it would be like a light straw color. And then you could go online and, and physically receive a tube of paint that had like cool branding and was like punk branded. And that would be, I, I don't know. That's an idea that I had. And I love I think, that. I think it's cool. I think it'd be cool to be like, this is a, you know, background blue. And then it's the weird blue, gray, green type thing. That's cerulean, but okay. Yeah. Call it, you know, whatever you can call it, whatever you want. But what about, the semi-transparent traits. No, I'm not talking about even the smoke. I'm talking about the <laughs> rosy cheeks. Yeah, then you rosy just do, cheeks um, over well, no, zombie. no, no, no. This, this is good because now we have that. But I, I think the real answer is that you would just, you would just guess. Because you're not going to be accurate anyways because hex codes don't turn into real-life colors. But would you be uh, simulating they, rosy cheeks over the zombie or rosy cheeks over the... Um... Whatever you want. Whatever you think is what most people will want. So maybe you just take existing colors and you just sort of name them. Yes, exactly. This is Crayola. We're we're just doing Pantone except with with uh, with paint, yeah, and punk colors. With the punk colors, yeah. I think um, that's. Um... I, I don't think that would be problem. I don't. I think it would cost a lot of money, and I think it would not make us any money in return. But it would be very cool. Interesting. Could we? Does anyone know? Uh, does anyone have any sort of high level connections? at uh paint uh yeah. any sherman williams <laughs> uh sherman williams uh business high level connections people. only yeah. this, this is not an idea for you know just like a random person you know who works at sherman williams okay this has to be like vp level or uh <laughs> or above so don't waste our time, yeah. don't waste our time. <laughs> we don't have unlimited time to talk to your friends like for the last time so yeah i think we, we can, we can hire some uh, cheap labor to and we can buy crayons and then hire cheap labor to take the paper off the crayons and replace the paper with special capsule 21 punk paper and sell that there's got to be a way to do this <laughs> there's got to be a way to get your custom uh, although they probably don't like that they probably want to have the um no, of probably course. Want to there's have no the... way they do that. There's no way. I bet their whole thing is proprietary. Okay, let's 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 see if there's anything. They, what do they got? They got uh, Saybrook Sage, Simply White, uh, Monroe Bisque, Hail Navy. Yeah, none of these colors have anything to do with the punks. This is all. Uh... Yeah. See, what if it was a uh, be- beanie blue? <laughs> well, we could find knit, you know knit you cap take orange. The... You know, you could probably you could find the closest Pantone to that, and have and, and I bet they have paints for all the Pantones. Right, right. And then we just but then how do you just put a, the name on the, on the on the tube? Yeah, we just have to pro- product design a good looking tube. the The market of people who would be interested in buying something like this is probably five people in total in the whole world. Yeah, but we would have like a Dow, though. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be about selling it. it would be, <laughs> seriously, you'd have like. You know, a Dow yeah. wrapping it. Now we're doing. Now we're doing the nouns Dow uh, beans in a can thing. Yeah, but it's the reverse. You know, yeah, basically. I mean, you know, but basically, yes. But it would be a. Um, yeah, we would get the tube on the Super Bowl. Basically, it would be the. Uh, 
the goal in the in the halftime show. No, but right, it, it, right. it would be it would how be do we a, get a how do we get a Super Bowl commercial for a capsule twenty one? Yeah, quick mention that that would be a good reach goal, I think, for twenty twenty three. But it is, um, you know, it's, it's Q1. Q1's here before you know it. So could be a bit of a challenge. What's well, up out there, everyone? Um, uh, what, what, what do you think should be the future of Capsule 21? And, um, you know, where do your financial interests align with ours? No, not, not just that. But what, 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 what's, what's, what would be a cool project? What would be something that you would want to work on if you were me? do you have any good i mean what do you want to do i I know for me like right now something that i've always wanted to do and like right now i'm kind of tapping into for the last month um i love horror and it's been a lifelong dream of mine to make a horror video game i've always wanted to do that for the uh quest 2 for the meta quest 2 yeah, hopefully not. If all if all goes well, it well, it w- won't be on any sort of VR system. Because they have no, I, I, Evil I, Four um, on that, which I'm too I've scared always, to play. I've always wanted to be an art director for video games. That's my that's the end goal here. I don't know how we get there, but that's that's my end goal. Yeah, to put out a triple A video game. I mean, you know, it's not it's like what a hundred million dollars or something. It's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have to meet the right person who likes my art enough that they will give me an art director role with zero experience in the games industry i don't think that's too big of a st- i think i think if i schmooze the right guy i'm there yeah no i, I think uh i think horror is saying well you're starting yeah i mean video games yeah Whew. i'm scared to play this resident evil i, I actually kind of got a little bit sick today playing the, the quest too those of you who don't know like a, a saga that i'm going through is the sort of uh bell curve of thinking uh, the Oculus, it's not Oculus brand anymore, but that's what people call it. Thinking the Oculus Quest 2 is dumb to thinking it's amazing. And now I'm getting fatigued. I'm playing this uh, game called Golf Plus. And um, it's just so uh, frustrating and um, unnerving sometimes. <laughs> I, like, I so, like Golf Plus. Yeah. Um, how do we do Capsule 21 Plus? Yeah, we should, we should actually. What about the membership token? Where in order to get in one of these spaces... Um, and I know yeah, there are like good. six people here. In order to be one of those six, you have to um, Twitter uh, rewards. What I want to do is something I mentioned this earlier uh, in that podcast, which I don't want to talk about because it was like sucking our precious podcast energy. But it was fun. It was Jason Klein. Good guy. Great guy. Is I want to do something because I was doing a lot of research with Gerald. And um, Gerald is uh, – that's his name, right? Gerald is probably the one of the biggest punk scholars out there maybe you know bigger than than i am he uh uh, runs this thing called crypto punks not dead on github you can check it out where he has everything a little disorganized gerald if you're listening to this it's a little bit uh disorganized like what is going on where is everything but basically he was you know as i know one of the only people to actually look at the crypto punk data contract that's on chain and extract all the information and all of the uh, traits and everything and you know i was kind of looking at how that looked today and um yeah i just want to do something with the with the traits you know now that i have an understanding of how to work with them on chain one thing that i've been interested in which i've talked to pim about is there's punk pixels but what about a collection that is every possible punk and then you could do every possible punk pixel, which would be even bigger. 
I like that. Infinite punks. It's like every day it can be noun style again or whatever, or just mint as many as you want, but it'll be a different punk and it would be just all the, now you have to define what a possible punk is and you'd have to have a method of um, iterating through them. Uh, but um, if you, uh, if you, um, if you could come up with that, you know, it's a kind of cool idea. Like how many possible punks are there and could you just create, you know, all of them? Um, so I, uh, I'm a fan of this concept, but you know, I don't know what you could actually, you know, if it dilutes things a little bit, I think just to have it be a straight, you know, expansion punk type sp- thing, it's kind sp- of like the answer. Suppose you could like automate it, that it just goes on and on, that it pays for itself. If it, if one sells. It pays for. How do you mean? For minting? If you sell one, automatically the money is used to mint the next one. So, so it if could, you... Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, it could mint on like forever. If it sells. If you... Um, you're saying if, if as a token holder you sell one of these tokens... Yeah, but yes, yes. But maybe if it just mints one, mints one every day, and every once in a while one is sold, and this money is used to mint new ones every day. Like yeah, mint it to uh, mint it to the seller or something oh. like this. Oh no, no, no. So, so if if someone other than us mints one then we just reinvest the money to minting more is that kind of what you're saying something like that but but totally completely automated yeah it's a it's a so punk make, make a, yeah something something like that could like mint in it in, in eternity or something as long as one starts every once in a while if you have like, because you said uh, every possible pun, that's like, I think, how many would that be? Well, the, well, the, wait, uh, this, this might be a good candidate for your, um, to doing an ERC-20, right? So imagine you had an ERC-20, but every, how many, how many Ethereum are there in total? Let's just, uh, this is a, this is the wrong number. Let's say that there are a million Ethereum tokens in total what How if every ethereum token had a no that doesn't make sense sorry i don't know anything about technology i'm just thinking you have so you have so many of them why couldn't you use them like an erc20 where they all have equal value and that um that does i don't think that does make sense yeah i mean i i think it would be cool no i, I do like that idea though to have uh if you're going to, I mean, really, but punk pixels should be. I bet there are more possible punks than there are punk pixels. I'm sure of that. Yeah, you so, know, punk pixels as a form of currency. What if you could buy? This is this is a fun idea. What if for the next Capsule Twenty One project, the only way that you could mint it was by burning punk pixels? So we use 
punk pixels as a currency. I love it. I mean, I think it should be a currency. I mean, I think um, that could be even for, uh, you know, even for this concept, the possible punk concept, like you use, you can turn the pixel into something like combining the pixels. You can turn the pixel into a punk that could be something. Um, but then with the mechanics, as Piv said in the client space, with any of these mechanics, you know, do people, ah, do people actually, uh, but yeah, no, I think there's got to be some kind of. Um, well, I, if I, I had had this, I think I think we would. I think we would feel a lot freer if we didn't worry about if people would be interested or not, because people aren't interested in most things that we do. We have like a we have people that do care about what we do, but the, but the overall NFT community doesn't care what we're doing at all, uh, for one reason or another. So if we just take that as a given and say like, okay, like that's the way it is. That's not a bad thing. Let's just like accept that for what it is at the moment. If we make this weird project in which you have to spend punk pixels instead of spending ETH, I think it would be cool artistically, creatively in terms of tech and maybe no one does it and then we don't make any money, but maybe people think that it's interesting. I I don't know. I, I think that doing something for, it depends on how much time it costs to develop, I guess, is what I'm, I'm really saying. But if it's, if it's trivial and if it's fun and if we like doing it and if people are interested in seeing it, um, but we know it's not going to make very much, I think we should still consider options like that. I've been doing these dailies all month uh, and I wasn't planning on minting them until recently. I had like a couple people asking me and I figured that I, I guess that I should. Um, but this is related to that genius quote, the genius screenshot that I posted earlier, um, which says, uh, let's pull it up. This is a good, this is a good quote. This is from a song called human for a day by, um, a band surrender Dorothy, but it's, uh, it's an intro to the song, but it's, it's a quote from a musician. I forget who the, it's a, anyway, this is a quote. He says, um, there are people who make records that sound like other people's records. And there's other people who make records that people want to sound like, and that's the record I'm going to make. I know it may sell less, but it's going to mean more. And that's more important to me. And I think that is a, a good definer for all the capsule 21 projects so far. I thank you for omitting the expletive, by the way, now I'm reading it. Of course, family yes. friendly. Family friendly. You can <laughs> records sound like other people's records, and there are other people who make records that people want to sound like. Yeah, it's like kind of your classic, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper type thing. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, so. Oh, this is I wanted to bring this up, and not that they're whatever. Azuki did the golden skateboard thing. I found it very amusing that they had this leaderboard for how much people had bid and the people who were right, the because top everyone bidders. was getting the same thing, right? Everyone yes. was getting the Correct. same skateboard, Correct. people bid different amounts. And that was on a leaderboard. Yes. And so essentially it was just a flex leaderboard. There was nothing more to it. You didn't get anything new by spending more than the person in 10th place or ninth place or eighth place. But these guys 
were competing with each other to bid more and more and more because they really wanted the top number one spot, even though they only got something that was like very, uh, in, uh, they didn't get anything more. They got a, a thing that said that they paid more. That's the only thing that they got. And they did this without any sort of irony. They did this without any sort of like self-awareness that that's what they were doing. Um, and I thought that that was hilarious because that is literally what Mimi me was. But in Mimi me, I was making fun of the idea of that happening. I was making fun of the idea that like, haha, isn't it crazy that this is what NFTs are basically like? I know they're not like this rich people flex leaderboard, but it's basically what it's like. And then Azuki just said, no, like, Actually, it is like that. Good idea, Dove. You're right. NFTs are a rich person leaderboard, and we're like we're going to develop that. Yeah, but in a way, that isn't that the superior, not superior, but that that's even more. You know, it's it's uh, um, you know to to really like you, like we in the project, you know, sort of were 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 satirizing that, but then by doing that and saying like we are no, it's actually just that. Sorry, we're actually really just that. Like that's kind of you know pretty artistic in its own way uh too i mean i think if um you know likewise yeah, if artistic... was a hundred thousand dollars each one then i think it would have been more artistic yeah ar- artistic in the friends. same uh, sense of like art of the deal is artistic what's up yoke welcome up here oh yo what's up i think that really is reminiscent of like the people sale and how like that's stood up as like some emblematic example of space <clears throat> But in reality, it's like the same guy who bought the previous people work and was competing with Justin Suntron, who is known to like pump that shit. Um, So it's interesting. His work wasn't worth that, but it was worth it for the bidders to compete with one another. And that's all it was. Uh, It was the previous people sales like 2.9 that the same guy bought meta covid as metaverse yeah there, there's a really good um youtube video and i know people when i bring this up people always go what um there was there's this thing in the furry community okay you all know what furries are i don't have to explain what that is but they sell unique characters to people right see so, so you'll Yes, yes, yes. These are these are adoptables. They'll draw a unique furry character and sell that character. And when you buy this character from a furry artist, you don't receive anything. You don't get a unique digital file or a certificate or anything. What you receive is the implied rights to use it as your personal uh, fursona. And there's a lot going on. You you can use it as your fursona. If you pay money. Yes, it's, it's an NFT without the NFT. Um, You're made, there's it's not this, on the blockchain. Well, where, where is it stored? The record of ownership. It's not stored anywhere. It's stored on the DeviantArt forums. You know what Damn. I mean? Like it, It's stored in the tacit agreements and the shared experience of watching the auctions. There's a very good video on YouTube. Go on YouTube, search the story of the $20,000 furry commission. And it's a story that very much is like that, where the art was really not anywhere near that value, but two people who kind of got obsessed and were having a little bit of a flex off ended up paying and bidding this 
piece of furry art to twenty thousand um, <laughs> dollars for for no other reason than to like duke it out with each other, and that happens all the time in NFT art for the same reason. Um, Beeple is a good example. Um, I don't want to call anyone else out specifically, but yeah, the the Beeple all time high art sales is a good one for sure. Yeah, but there's also something called FOMO. I mean, you know, even when I was bidding on my house, you know, it's like you you, you don't want to uh, owe. Like uh, essentially, there's another phenomenon which is called the O, which is out, or it's really the MO, missing out. And so, um, you know, no matter how much people are like flexing and then being like cool, like isn't the MO in there somewhere? The fear of it, at least. Like people get in their heads, they have to have something, you know. I, I'm right, sure right. that this but has that, happened to so you. Yeah, but th- this is not related to the to the value of, of the of the work, right? But neither or, is or, the mo. Because there's more than one uh, work of people art, and there and there was at the time more than one people work of art like available. It wasn't like he was going away. It wasn't like people is dead. I understand it in the case of like dead artists whose works very, very, very seldom um, go to auction. And so then you really do have a FOMO of like, oh, if I don't buy this right now, um, everyone else is going to keep it in their vault or in a museum or in a gallery until the end of time. And I'll never have an opportunity to collect it again. Plus the supply is going down with the mashed potatoes thing. So it's even worse than that. Exactly. So I, I get it in certain circumstances, but but in the Beeple case, it was very weird because it's a living artist who, um, you know, is certainly going to continue creating and has lots of past work that they can sell. Um, it's an artist who literally their claim to fame is doing something every day. So they have, uh, you know, years and years and years of stuff to to uh, to monetize and sell. It is funny, uh, right? Because if he's going to keep doing something every day, there's <laughs> a lot of days, I hope, you know. Let's hope right, nothing. right. Beeple is insanely prolific. And there's no way in hell that he never decides to sell um, a lot of his uh, every days. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's a good example for sure. It's, it's should, I'd be even remiss if I didn't bring up as well that, like, that whole sale was then, like, basically turned into an ICO where um, people bought that I don't like have all the facts in front of me so I don't want to like misphrase everything but so like that whole thing was like a front to an ICO of those works that they were going to like basically to derivatize Um, so like I think there was also like that part of it and people think it's like just the sale of the art too so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's actually really. You mean like they wanted to kind of like make works derivative of the one that they owned, so they had to own the original in order to profit off of their to making derivatives of it. He like did a swap of like the token. To, it's like very complex, and okay. it was part of like expanding like the metaverse experiment, which he referred to. Interesting. Uh, although not saying it was him, he referred to it as br- a brilliant move by Metaverse. But, hmm. I mean, if you're people, everything has worked out great. He's building a new um, art uh, facility in North Carolina or South Carolina. I think I think it's South Carolina where he lives. Um, 
to do art in. It's like a big warehouse. It seems very nice. I wish I had a giant warehouse to do my art in. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's going well for him. I don't think that's his fault. Um, so I don't mean to besmirch people's name. Although I have gotten into a DM argument with him before. I, I, I disagree with him on, on, uh, on a lot of stuff, but, um, but yeah, anyway, watch that YouTube video, the story of the $20,000 furry commission. It's a very good video. Yeah. There's, there's a couple, which one should I watch? Uh, it's by a YouTuber named is, 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 I, Z, 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 Y, Z, Z, Z. Yeah, it's the first one. Okay. Dead air here. Okay. Um, what's our, we're, we're about, about done here. It's been about an hour 40. Yeah. Yeah. Although when we've had topics in the past, sometimes we go to two hours. It may be bad. This is the first podcast that has not had a topic. So if you saw this and you liked it, then, uh, you know, you've learned something about your personality, that you're more free thinking and more open to change. <laughs> if you didn't like this, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's tofu, you know, you're, you're eating yourself in a way. You're learning who you are when you eat it because it just doesn't taste like anything. So thank you all for, for coming. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, um, everyone. Sean Bones, uh, Outer Pockets for the knowledge. <clears throat> Definitely uh, from my standpoint. Uh, you know, not to say, you know, too much about any specific person. Don't want to play favorites, but definitely uh, Outer Pockets is my follow of the day. For some real knowledge, I encourage you to follow Outer Pockets. And we'll be back next week, maybe with a topic, maybe with a brand new, fully designed website launched using Next.js, or could be more of the same. We will see every possible punk. If you yep. know how many possible punks there are, uh, let me know. Uh, and if you know how to program every possible punk in, in a chaotic sequence in a smart contract, send me that if you have it lying around because I'm interested in that idea and I want to maybe uh, do it. But we got to see. Auctions are coming. More PIV means. Capsule 21. Thank you all. Goodbye. No dead air.